Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast. And I'm here with Julie Ruska. Now, Julie and I are going to get into a conversation about habits and a life that you love. So, Julie, if you could please just start with a short bio on yourself and then let's get into the topic. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Julie Ruska. I am the creator and visionary of Powerful Leaders, which is a company that focuses on certified high performance coaching. And what certified high performance coaching is, is taking a look at your whole life, your career, your relationships, your emotions and health, and determining where you're functioning at your optimal levels and where there's room for improvement. Mm. So this idea of a high performance coach is something that I'm personally intrigued by. Um, I have never, uh, truth be told, I've never been the client of, of a of a business coach in that capacity, but I know that I have learned so much from some of the coaches that I've consumed content from, that I've read about, that I've read from. So could you sort of take me through the process of what does that mean? How do you work with folks? How do you sort of guide them? What is the relationship? Yeah. So what happens when people usually, when they come to me, they fill out an application and in that application, it really talks about their hopes, their dreams, and it's holistic. So like you had mentioned a business coach, some people will hire a coach for a specific area. Like I want to go to the next level in my career. And they forget about the fact that all areas of your life affect it, right? We have this misperception of this work-life balance. And that assumes that you have to take away from one to give to the other and create balance. But that's not actually how it works, right? It's all your life. And so what I do is I help people examine the areas of their career, their relationships, their emotions and health. And we really look strategically at where do you want to go in your career? What are your goals? How are your relationships doing? If you're married or in a intimate relationship, what can we do to make that even more amazing? And then we look at health. Because if you want to take your career to the next level, but you're 70 pounds overweight and every day at two o'clock you need a nap, then we need to course correct there. And it also examines emotions because how you show up, the energy that you generate each and every day will affect the areas of your career, your relationships, and your health. So it's very holistic. And when I get a client, we go through this very strategic process of identifying their goals, identifying and envisioning this beautiful life that they will love. And then we create a strategic plan of how to get there. Well, that's that's remarkable to me, because one of the things that that I know that I'm I, I definitely find myself surrounded by this is that there are people that are sometimes hyper successful and professionally speaking, they excel. They're at the pinnacle of their career and in their industry. But right. personally speaking, they suffer. <laughs> and in right. fact, what happens is work becomes a vice. 
sacrifice. It becomes their muse so that they can escape from personal challenges, whether those are rooted in relationships or whether those are rooted in, you know, family life or childhood trauma. You know, there's so many different things that, that make a person struggle on a, on a personal level. So how do you guide people to create a pathway from professional to personal, because at the end of the day, you're right. We just have one life. It's not work and right. life. It's life. <laughs> right. And that's, that's true. You know, people have this segmented view of like work, relationship, health. And when you can begin to get that whole picture is when you create great change, because are you truly successful in life if you have failing relationships? I mean, are you really happy? And that's kind of what it's about, essentially, is what is your definition of success? If all you want to do is make millions of dollars, great. We'll focus all your energy on your career. But if you want to create this life that you're thriving in your business and you have an amazing relationship and you're functioning on all cylinders, then that's where it really comes in. Mm. So what's really interesting to me is that I, I'm seeing this, this idea of a coach from a personal perspective and a professional perspective unifying, integrating into one. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have one, it's hard to have the other. Right. And what is Right. And, Absolutely. And that's what you were. Yeah. Sorry. And Go I ahead. was going to say, what did it take for you to acquire that? that skill set how did you how did you become someone that is that is able to understand someone's personal issues relationships but then also professional goals and purpose right so that's a great question um i started my career path as an educator actually i have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction and over time through my own personal challenges i got really into power yoga and in power yoga, I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much about myself and I'm discovering who I am and I want to change the world by teaching other people this. And so I started teaching power yoga. I transitioned from teaching elementary school to power yoga. And as soon as I made that, that change, I realized that yoga is just one tool for empowerment. And I wanted to help people get to the root issues. You know, what's holding you back? What are your limiting beliefs? And all of those things. So I wanted to become a coach. I have great intuition, but I don't want to rely on that. I am big on certifications and trainings. I think a lot of people out there call themselves coaches because they've achieved success in one area of their lives. But I wanted the background and the foundation of a solid training. So I researched all the coach training programs and I found one um, which is run by the High Performance Institute and um, Brendan Burchard. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he is a very successful coach, motivator, author in the world, and he runs that. So when I started following him, I was like, this is it, the program certified high performance coaching that I do is a curriculum. So it takes you step by step. You go through clarity, energy, productivity, courage, and you look at all of the facets, how you're showing up in each area of your life. 
And from there, I take it another step. And that's where I bring in my background with curriculum and instruction and really customize a plan for my clients. So I take them through the curriculum that I've learned with High Performance Institute and I've been trained on for the last four years. And then I take it the next level of, okay, if you want to get a promotion at work, what are the skills you need to do to get there? If you want to rekindle your relationship with your wife that's suffered because you've been focusing on your career, what are the steps we need to take to get you there? And, and one by one, we peel back the layers, what's working, what's not working, to discover exactly what it is that you want, and then we take you there. Well, I really connect to that on multiple multiple levels, both from a spiritual level, but also kind of a physical level, because um, I'm a student of yoga. In fact, I um, am a student of power yoga. My earliest experiences with power yoga, um, sort of Ashtanga Vinyasa, were, were actually with a teacher named Brian Kest. And I don't know if... Yes, yes, I know Brian Kest. Um, I have worked with Baron Baptiste. I've gone Mm -hmm. through his Fit to Lead leadership program. And Kest, I believe, was a student of Baron at some point. Or there's somehow... Yeah, so I knew... I was was taking classes from Brian Kest when he had hair, in fact. (laughs) And he had like like Hesher hair. But he used to teach free classes, uh, donation-based only classes in Santa Monica in Los Angeles. And it was it was a riot, I and mean, the room was jam packed, terrible ventilation in there. Um, you were just right next to people, but the amount of energy that was produced in that room was really powerful because people were breaking a sweat. And what I really liked about his style was that he was always about allowing us to channel our energies, you know, and to really understand that we can have energy and humility, you know, at the same time, and that ultimately, if we pushed ourselves in a very healthy way while still communicating with our body and our surroundings that ultimately we could really accomplish amazing things. And, and I'll never forget that experience. Um, those, those sort of free experiences that I had, of course, every time I made a donation, in fact, I was, that was, I think one of my earliest experiences of, you know, give, 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 get free classes and then, you know, get donations, get people to buy in his case, the DVDs back then the books and so on and so forth. Uh, but I, I'm really connecting to this idea of, more of a yogic, um, kind of a spiritual element right. um, to manifesting ourselves. Uh, could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the between power yoga background and my high performance training is because it is so empowering. And to take those tools that we generate in yoga of you're responsible for the energy you carry into a place. And it's about your choices, your the your energy levels. That's so important. And it also, the practice of yoga, meditation, it helps you get clear. And if I had to give people like three guidelines for how to create a life you love, it's clarity, courage, and conviction. You have to be clear. And so, taking a practice like yoga, jogging, walking, biking, something that really clears the noise, clears your mind. And then you have the opportunity to step forward in a more grounded way. And so it really is nice to start from that grounded place of clarity. And then, like like you said, with power yoga, you generate that courage and that energy. Now, I recognize all my high-performance clients aren't yogis, but if you have that background, 
it's amazing. And you know, it's interesting that I get people will say to me, I apologize. You might hear my dog. <laughs> she's, oh, she's trying to in join, the frame. She's trying to join in the fun. Um, <laughs> she's welcome. <laughs> but you'll find that people will say, well, yogis are so calm and high performers are like uber successful and driven. But again, it's not one or the other. You have to have it all. You have to have the ability to step back, to pause, to get grounded and then examine things from a clear space. So I do take my clients through that process. Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? And what is it that you want to create? And earlier you had, you know, the post, the little part below the title of purpose. What is your purpose? And that's what we get clear on, because if you don't know why, then the rest of your life is kind of like a hamster on the wheel. You know, if you get up every day and you go to work, you work hard, you go home, you see your family, you go to sleep, go back, rinse and repeat hamster on a wheel you miss the whole point. And that's why people get depressed. And that's why people get anxious is because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And so that's really important when creating a life you love. What's your purpose? What's the greater why? I really connect to that. I My concern is that it people find themselves in a survival-based situation, a, a scarcity-based situation where they're not able to actually peel the onion to the point where they can say, well, the reason why I want to have meetings with people and the reason why I want to drive sales is because of X. And that X is what really continues us forward because, you know, burnout is is a real thing. And if I think if we if we don't ultimately connect to our purpose, we just, we just fatigue, we burn out and we kind of move on, we get bored and eventually we fail. Right. So how, how do you recommend that people kind of peel that onion and to figure out truly at their core what their purpose is? Well, you know, I would like to think that everyone could do it on their own, but it really does help to work with a coach um, because you have to go through a process, a series of questions to really get deep. Um, if you were going to do it alone, it's really a matter of taking time to step away from the noise and look at your priorities, what's important to you. And when you look at your priorities and what's important to you, then also the other side of what lights you on fire, right? Like what excites you? What do you wanna devote your energy to so you wake up each and every day thriving and feeling like this is gonna be the best day of my life? And when you have those, the connection with necessity and your why, everything feels more charged. Everything feels more amazing. You're on fire, right? And that's what we're seeking because nobody wants to go through the motions. No one wants to be a hamster on a wheel, but we fall into that. And sometimes it's because it's comfortable, right? If you're doing well in life, and that going through the motions works for you, it's scary for people to step out and to go for something bigger, better, more empowering. And that's where courage comes in because we have to face our fears. We have to face, why am I choosing to live a life that I'm not satisfied about? Because it is a choice.
I lost your sound. So I think one of my one of my takeaways here is this idea of resolving traumas in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's uh, childhood traumas or whether it's relationship-based conflict, and then connecting that with a larger sense of purpose and a larger path to a larger vision. It's understanding where we've come from and then understanding where we're, where we're going. My question for you is, what are some of the ways that you help people to resolve trauma that they have in their life, much of which actually comes from childhood? Right. And, you know, what's really important is that I recognize and honor my scope and sequence and my training. There are some traumas that need work with a psychologist. And so if we get into that with a client, I recommend that they deal with their trauma with a psychologist who's trained to take them through and help them heal. Really, as a coach, I take you from where you are now to where you're going. And so we do dive into the past just enough to understand how it made you who you are today. But if there's unresolved trauma from childhood, it's really important that people go to a psychologist, handle that, and then come and work with me. So I, I don't really deal with a lot of unresolved trauma, but I do take people and say, okay, here's your pattern. You know, because of this trauma, here's the pattern that's showing up in your world. And then that's where we dive into like limiting beliefs. You know, if you grew up in a family that had a small amount of money and, and there was a lot of scarcity, then even when you achieve success, even when you have financial abundance, you have this limiting belief from childhood that, oh my gosh, I have to save, I can't spend any money, and it starts to hold you back. So we do take time to examine those limiting beliefs and, and to trace them back. Where does this come from? And is this true? And most of the time, we've adopted these limiting beliefs from childhood subconsciously that we don't even realize are holding us back. And that's when the good stuff happens, because once you can recognize your limiting belief, you can replace it with a new affirming belief. And that's where you become empowered to create the change that you really want in your life. Okay, could you speak to that a little bit? Just to, that, that that's, resonates with me, you know, going from a limiting belief um, to a, a better place. Could you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So say we'll we'll stick with the scarcity mindset so a person grows up we'll call him jim jim grows up in a family where you know dad's not around mom is working two jobs to pay the bills they have they don't have enough food to eat maybe they're getting food from a food pantry so jim works hard goes through life goes to college gets a great job he's making a lot of money and suddenly he, he gets worried. He gets stressed. He's very anxious, even though he's achieving great success. And, he, and you have to start to look at that, right? So now Jim is making decisions based on this mindset from his childhood. Even though he has financial abundance, he's afraid to spend or he's fighting with his wife because he feels she's spending too much money. And when you start to peel back the layers, like, wait a second, you're wildly successful you have more than you need. Your bank account is great. Your savings is wonderful. 
Why are you scared? Why do you have the scarcity mindset? And so we trace it back, you know, based on this belief, where did it come from? And we keep tracing it back. Well, in high school, this happened. Junior high, this happened. And you typically get to your early childhood years. Um, and when you can get to it, like you dig up these root issues, these limiting beliefs, then you start to be aware. So the next step is that awareness. When does this show up in my life? And a lot of times I'll have my clients even journal about it. Oh, there's that scarcity mindset again. And every time you recognize that it comes in, then you can reframe it. I have financial abundance. All is good in my world. So it's kind of based, right? Take the limiting belief, you create a more affirming belief. And every time it shows up, because our mind has these automatic negative thoughts, right? It, it just plays on the cycle that's subconscious. So when you can recognize that, you learn to recognize your thinking and shift it every time. Recognize, shift, recognize, shift. Over time, the limiting belief begins to dissipate and then you just have your affirming belief. But it does take time to recognize, reframe, recognize, reframe. So I think what you're talking about is, uh, you know, NLP, like really rewiring our minds so that if we are stuck into a routine of limitation, of, you know, scarcity, um, basically communicating with our brain and telling our brains, you got to rewire and you got to look at this from a new perspective, you know? So I think the way that you put it is recognizing and reframing. Yes. So could you... How do we do that in our lives? Give us, you know, paint a picture for us where we're going through our lives and something happens and then boom, we, we sort of fire that neuron and we, we actually do that thing that you're telling us to do. Okay, so we'll go with another one. Um, I'm not enough. A lot of people have this limiting belief that they're not enough. And then what happens is, say, they go and apply for a job. They don't get the job automatically I'm not mm, enough, mm. right? It starts to fire. So what I help people do is learn to recognize when that shows up. Oftentimes people don't even know that they have that feeling about themselves. So it takes a little time, but once you do, once you uncover the limiting belief, you replace it. I am capable, for example. So I am not enough turns into I am capable. That, Does that make that, sense? That, that, that makes total sense. Yeah, I, I really yeah. appreciate that. But it's you know? very strategic. And at first, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of monotonous because we don't realize how often these beliefs come up. I am not enough will show up everywhere. I am not enough. If that's your limiting belief, then when you go to work and you make a mistake, you automatically criticize yourself. Oh, it's because X, Y, Z. I'm not but you don't probably say I'm not enough, but that's what it goes back to. Same with relationships. You're showing up in your relationship and suddenly your partner does something that feels critical. You go into this kind of sunken state of I am not enough. And so when you learn to recognize that that's what's driving you and you shift it, it's a game changer. So would you say, how many limiting beliefs do you think that people have? Does it always go back to one or is it a couple? You know, I mean, there there can be, there's usually multiple limiting beliefs, but there's usually one or two that drive you. 
So you can look at this like right before you quit something. This is another strategy if, if the other way doesn't work for you. Right before you quit, like say you're working on a project and you're like, I've had enough. Whatever you say to yourself right before you quit something is usually a clue of what your limiting belief is. Mm. So some people will like work really hard and then they're like, it's not worth it. And then, you know, they're in a relationship. They get in an argument with their girlfriend, boyfriend. It's not worth it. And you see it, it keeps coming back. So now it's not worth it is their limiting belief. So that's another good way to recognize it. What do you say to yourself right before you quit? Whether mm. it's career relationships, your health, like you're running a race, you have one more mile to go. If you don't push on, what is it you're saying to yourself? This is not worth it. Mm. So I, in my life, I've taken the time to remember the month that I'm born, my birthday, my birthstone, my birth sign, but I have not personally taken the time to really think about my one limiting belief based mm -hmm. on trauma, based on childhood, based on mm -hmm. conflict, right? And, and I think that this is a really important exercise. And I think it's just a taste of what you as an executive coach really, really offer because that type of self-awareness mm -hmm. and that type of self-discovery, I think, is the only path to um, resolve and to reframing and to you know breaking through the, the 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 confidence glass ceiling that we might have it is a game changer and if you want to i can tell you a little bit about me personally with my limiting belief in the last few years and back to i am not enough and what i was doing is i was in this quest to be perfect because if i'm perfect then i'm enough right and it goes back to some childhood trauma of not feeling wanted, not feeling loved and accepted. And over time, I would go through all of these experiences. So after my divorce, I, I'm a single mother of three children. I started to try to bring someone in like, oh, they need a dad, right? They're going to need a stepfather. But when I looked at that, it was like, do my kids actually need that? And I started to have conversations with them and they don't really want me to bring in a stepfather, quite honestly. They were happy with our little family unit. So the belief that I examined as I started to peel back my own layers, it went back to I am not enough, thinking that I was not enough as a single mother to provide for my children, even though they were happy and everything they were telling me and everything that in our lives were going well and it was demonstrating that we were doing well, I had that limiting belief. So until I could get past that, it kept coming up for me. And it's come up for me in a lot of different things. Like with my career, when I go to meet a new client or a prospective client, I have to make sure that that is not holding me back. And so I've replaced that with more affirming beliefs. But even all the work I've done, occasionally things like that, like the situation with my children, you realize, oh my goodness, that kind of like false belief, that limiting belief from my childhood, from, you know, 35 years ago is showing up. And the beautiful thing about it is once you recognize it, 
you start to see it everywhere and then you can create the change that you want to create. Mm, that's powerful. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, really, really important, I think here. Uh, you know, tell me, tell me some habits that we can, we, we meant, we've been talking a lot about this idea of reframing our limiting mm -hmm. to belief to an affirming belief. Give me some more habits that we might embark upon on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So I really like to take clients through an exercise of clarity where you really take time. I typically do it with your eyes closed and you get into deep breath work, but then you, you hone in on this vision of the life that you want. And when you envision the life you want, it's who are you in that vision? How are you showing up in that world? And if you're how you want to show up in that world, describe yourself with three words. So if you want to show up joy filled, empowered, confident, then those are the three words you write down. And when you when you discover those words, I have people like write them on a sticky note hang them on the corner of their computer. I also have people, at least with iPhones, enter that in their alarm. So when you wake up in the morning, you see your three words. And what that does is it creates an intention. This is who I am. This is how I want to show up in the world as my best self. Mm. So have you, like when you envision your best self, Ruben. Do you have three words that would describe your absolute best self? Uh, you know, I, I think I think I do. I kind of go to a group of words that I that I most definitely connect to. I, I think the first one is, you know, purpose, actually, really always connecting to my purpose, so that I'm not overtaken by, you know, negative things or incorrect motivations. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this, the second one is um, being um, being helpful, like really legitimately guiding people, you know, mm -hmm. so guide might be a second one. And then I think the the third one, um, you know, is probably creative. You know, mm -hmm. uh, these are you know, what I'm thinking right now is, you know, how I raise my kids and some of the things that I try to teach them and educate them on. And uh, so th these are probably my 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 top three go-tos, at least right now in nice. this conversation. Nice. And yes, and they can change over time and it's always good to check in with them. But what it's really nice to do, like with your purpose-filled, helpful, creative, is you write it down. So you're reminded of it multiple times a day. And then you also have it, I like it with the alarm. So when you wake up, for me to be purposeful, helpful, creative, you now have that intention right there. So for those people that don't practice yoga, who don't meditate, you wake up and you're like, today I'm going to show up purposeful, helpful, creative. And you know that, right? Mm. And then throughout your day, you might get to work and it's hanging on your computer, those same three words. Am I showing up this way? Sometimes it's nice to have like a midday check-in. So if you have a planner or when you eat lunch, you have the same review, like just checking in with yourself. It takes like, what, 30 seconds to say, am I showing up? Am I being helpful? You know, after a call, you might have a work call or a work meeting. Afterwards, take 10 seconds, check in with yourself. Was I purposeful, helpful, and creative? 
If not, what can I do better next time? And that begins to create a lot of clarity and a lot of intention about the way you show up in the world. Mm. I love that. Well, tell me, where can people connect with you, your website, your social handles? I know that you've done a great job on LinkedIn, so I really appreciate the content that you put out there. That's actually how I learned about you. Uh, love to learn more about you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have a website, PowerfulLeaders.com. So that's the two L's, PowerfulLeaders.com. And then I'm on LinkedIn, Julie Ruska. My last name is H-R-U-S-K-A. And I usually typically put out videos that help people in the areas of career, relationships, emotions, and health Monday through Friday. I take the weekends off because we should, right? <laughs> you know, for, for people that are grinding and pushing and pushing and pushing seven days a week, you talked about it earlier in this podcast, right? They'll burn out. So you have to make sure that you protect your time. So I do post content typically three to five days a week, most of the time, five days a week. And it's all very quick. Typically, it's a video that will just give you an insight, a question to consider for that day. And I truly believe that by watching those videos, you can begin to create a life that you love. Mm. Well, let's end it there. That's Those are beautiful words. Uh, Julie, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show here. Um, stick around for some some notes. Okay. Thank you so much, Ruben. I appreciate being here. This has been lots of fun and hopefully we can uh, talk more. I feel like we have so much to talk about. We're just getting started. <laughs> Thanks again, Julie.